Hello, my sweets, and welcome to Shifts and Giggles with Mar. I am your host, Mar, and today on the podcast, I have with me Che Dorena. He's a Toronto comedian, YouTube host, and he's kind of a big deal on TikTok right now if you haven't heard of him. He is one of my favorite comedians in the city, and he is not only a joy to watch on stage, but also so fun and so down to earth off stage as well. In this episode, he talks to me about how he's accidentally used magic mushrooms and psychedelics to heal his childhood trauma. It's a really fun episode, and I had so much fun recording it with him. So without further ado, let's get into it. Just a fair disclaimer, if you have kids around, there's a lot of swearing in this episode, so I warn you in advance. Hello, Che. Hello, how are you? I am really good. Thank you so much for coming on today and for taking the time. I am excited to be on the podcast with you. I'm excited. This is this is going to be really fun. So, you are here to talk to us about mushrooms. <laughs> about mushrooms, yes. About mushrooms and and my experience using psychedelics, um, <laughs> at which I, I enjoy quite a bit. I I, I think that mushrooms are are, are a good time. Uh, have you done mushrooms a lot? I haven't. I was just going to say, like, I felt like you would be the perfect person to bring on. I have zero experience, so I'm excited to see what you say. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, yeah, I've done. I've messed around with psychedelics quite a bit. Not like a uh, an insane amount, but I probably every summer I'll do mushrooms like five or six times. Wow. Uh, uh, since I was like maybe. Probably the last, let's say the last three years, I've done it five or six times. And throughout maybe before that, from the time I was like 19 to 25, I probably did it once or twice every summer. And then maybe one hit of mixing of acid in there. Um, <laughs> wow. That but, is like another story altogether. Um, honestly, if you, lots of people say they can tell the difference between acid and mushrooms. You could give me like a, a pill and it's like, it might be acid or mushrooms. I could not tell you what the fuck I was on. Really? I, I cannot tell the difference. The only thing for me is mushrooms is sh- a shorter high. Oh, okay. uh, and it gives you gut rot, which I like. Um, last time I did them, actually, someone taught me a trick that you can do with mushrooms where you soak them in orange juice. Mm. So you basically just take all your mushrooms, put in orange juice, and then you just chug them and like chew them down, which takes away the bad taste, which is the worst part about doing mushrooms. Because you eat mushrooms, it literally tastes like a cat shit in your mouth. Like it's Yum. so bad. Yum. I can see why so <laughs> many people do them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that goes to show how good mushrooms are because people are, are willing to eat cat shit to enjoy the experience. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> you mentioned you did them when you were 19. Was that the first time that you did them? I think so. How? Uh, when was the first time I did mushrooms? Yeah, it must have been. I'm trying to think back to my first mushroom trip. Um, yeah, I think I must have been like 19. I don't think it was a very big hit. I think it was like, I think I maybe did, um, like a gram, a gram and a half or something like that. Like I didn't trip super hard. It's good to start small. Um, honestly, the first psychedelic I ever did was something called LSA, uh, And it's this, uh, I'm, I think that's what the name of it is, but it's basically like seeds. They're these seeds that have like some LCD uh, properties. I think Shane meant LSD here, not LCD like a TV, but anyways. 
and you grind them up and you make like a tea out of them, but it gives you the worst gut rot you've ever had. I literally, and I was also like, I was super young. I was like 18 or something. So my diet was like fucking peanut butter sandwiches. and (laughs) So as soon as I drank it, I like maybe lasted 30 minutes and I immediately threw up. Uh, I was with some other people and they got kind of high. I didn't get high at all. I just had bad gut rot all day. Oh, no. So I don't recommend that. So this is the second time that you've described gut rot. Can you tell me exactly what that is? I have no idea what gut rot feels like, what it is. Okay, so it's basically just that you're you're eating something that I think I'm not too sure, like, I don't know the details of of mushrooms that well enough to know why it gives you gut rot. I assume because it's somewhat of a toxin, but you just basically get like a bad stomach ache. Um, if it feels like you ate like, uh, yeah, just ate something bad, maybe like kind of a hangover, like crampiness in your stomach. And honestly, for me, before I learned the orange juice thing, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do mushrooms again, because I would get it pretty bad to the point where it would take like two hours for it to kind of go away. And it would still kind of simmer for my entire mushroom trip. So it just makes the mushrooms not that enjoyable. For sure. I can see how that would be the case. <laughs> this orange juice thing is 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 godly. If if anyone uh, oh, needs a little tip on how to do mushrooms right, you just, yeah, put them in orange juice, drink them down, takes away the bad taste, takes away the gut rot, and you have a wonderful time. Look um, at that. Yeah. Take it from a pro. Take it from a pro, guys. <laughs> but I highly, highly recommend psychedelics. Um, like I, uh, so you've never done mushrooms. Never. So like I, what what first made you interested in doing them? Oh, well, when I was young, there was there was a time when I said, I want to do all the drugs. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> that was a literal thing I said out loud. And I tried. I tried. And like, if anyone's met you, that would make complete sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've calmed down now. I don't need to do all the drugs. There's some things I'll never do. Like, I really don't like prescription drugs. I'll never touch like Xanax or Adderall okay. or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Those just kind of freak me out. They're spooky. They're they're too powerful and they they don't mix well with like any other substances and also they're way too easy to get. I also want to clarify here before anyone comes for Che, he is talking about using these particular drugs as recreational drugs rather than people who are prescribed these drugs for medicinal reasons by professionals. So mm. like you, and you can go buy it in a store. I'm like, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> You're like, I need to like find someone in an alley and like. <laughs> yeah, I need to like my mushroom lady. She like lives in like a, a cool apartment and she's like has like cool glasses and she's very like, like uh, with the earth and spiritual. And I'm like, this is uh, this is the experience I want buying drugs. This You're like, I, I trust it. <laughs> I trust me whatever you got. I'll put it in my body. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um, but Kate, what were we just talking about? (laughs) (laughs) So basically like what brought you to psychedelics in order to like heal, like what that process looks like for you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So originally, originally I was just like, I just want to get fucked up. That was it. I just want to do, do drugs and experience them. My first time doing like a powerful psychedelic uh, was acid and it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. Mm. I uh, It was New Year's Eve, and a friend told me that acid was a party drug. And I had never done acid before. I um, took, I think, half a tab or a full tab. And I was supposed to meet up with other people and get ecstasy off of them. And so I was like, oh, mix 
acid and the ecstasy and have a really good time. We all got split up. All my friends ended up in different places. I ended up in a bar by myself. Oh, lovely. Um, and, and like there was a couple people I knew in there, but no one else was on psychedelics. I was experiencing something I never, I never experienced before. And so I just started to do coke. I just started oh. to, <laughs> oh. it was New Year's and it was there and I was like, well, I'm supposed to be doing another stimulus. I was supposed to be doing ecstasy and my ecstasy never came through. So then I just was like, I'll do this other stimulant. It took me to the like because uh, I don't know if if people anyone listening doesn't know when you do cocaine, you have a high up and then a big crash down. And I kept having these highs and I, then I would crash down further and I just kept crashing further and further down and then with the mental space that the acid was put me in i got into this like extremely depressed state where i felt like horrible like i felt like i thought about every bad thing i'd ever done i was like texting people apologizing to people like i and i i felt truly truly i've that i've i'm never ever been depressed before this is the only time i've kind of experienced something like that and i just i felt horrible like I was a horrible person and that I was worthless for like uh like probably about a, uh, I would say like four or five days it, before I like got out of this wow. funk. it was that was my first experience doing acid oh, yeah, wow. it was yeah it was like kind of traumatizing but I was young and dumb and I was like well everyone likes this thing so I'm gonna keep doing it so <laughs> Log- logically that makes sense right yeah logically that makes sense so I kept doing acid uh, uh, where I was at the time acid was more readily available and so I kept doing acid and I had a couple times where it was like okay most of the time what would happen is my back would just start to hurt really bad and mm. I had no idea what that was um and I would just I didn't like the experience at all and I didn't really know what was going on. And now that I'm older and I can reflect back on it, um, especially I think it was probably like 19, 20, 21 around this time. Um, I was uh, extremely insecure. Uh, I had really bad anxiety. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize this as a kid. I mean, you don't really talk about mental health and stuff a lot when when I was a kid. That wasn't a thing. But I grew up in a house that was anxiety constantly. My parents were fighting all the time. I was doing mm-hmm. poorly in school and I would hide my grades from my parents. I would come home with like my gut, like literally every time I got home from school, my stomach would hurt because I was like, oh, did the school call today to tell them that I missed a bunch of classes and I'm going to get in trouble? Wow. So. That was like, but that's like just kind of a conditioning I built up in my home. And I didn't understand that that's not how you're supposed to feel all the time. Um, And this is all alluding into dealing with these feelings through mushrooms. Totally, totally. I love it. I mean, I don't love that you went through it, but I love that you've used mushrooms to... Face something like that—that's huge. And I didn't even—I didn't even do it on on purpose. I, I I so I was just doing this acid like uh, every now and again. And I I my first like four or five times doing acid never enjoyed it. And the same thing would happen if I smoked weed. I would just get extremely paranoid because I was so insecure and I was so um I had so much doubt in like just inside me and like in my heart. Partly growing up in my home because my parents were fighting a lot, so then that kind of energy would just come back out onto us and there would be a lot of like verbal uh demeaning things that would go on constantly being called stupid and all this kind of stuff that just kind of built up over time and i didn't realize it, it literally wasn't until 
I got this job where I was working in Mexico selling tours and I had to like approach random people in the street on like the busiest street and just try and sell them a tour. And that was like the first time I tasted confidence and I got mm. like addicted to that. I was started going up to random people in, in bars and, st- and sparking up conversations because I was like, I've never felt like this before. This is an incredible feeling. I love that. So I had all these feelings and all this, this like, insecurity and it was i think i was 23 or 22 or 23 uh by this point and uh i had bought a bunch of mushrooms i went to i went to get a bunch of mushrooms off a friend and i bought like six or seven grams and i was supposed to kind of dose them out over time it was for like two or three separate occasions and what happened was i went to a show and i was uh doing some open mic and mm-hmm. I uh, decided, I was like, oh, what's it going to be like performing on mushrooms? So I took like half a bag, one of these bags, and I ate half the mushrooms. But I misread the bag. And I thought oh, it no. was, uh, I thought it was a one gram bag, but it was a three gram bag. So oh, no. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to eat uh, 0.5 grams of mushrooms. I ended up eating almost two grams of mushrooms. And I get on stage, I start feeling super weird. And I'm like tripping out really hard. And then I I come to the conclusion that I'm like, okay, I do my set. It goes really bad. I'm like, I got to go home. And I go home. And when I get home, I'm like, I'm already, pr- I'm not the highest I've ever been, but I'm already pretty high on mushrooms. I'm just going to do mushrooms by myself. And <laughs> I had never um, done a solo trip before, but I was like, well, why not give it a shot? And so I just ate like four more grams of mushrooms and laid in bed. And I had one of the wildest experiences you can ever, I'd like, it it was one of those things where you talk about people having like these life changing moments on drugs and you're like, oh, that's only in movies or any kind of bullshit. And I was like, oh no, this is, it was, I was laying in bed and I was having these moments of like my mind talking to my body and my mind telling my body you need to rest was the first thing it was I felt like I was like in a sleep state and my body was showing me what happens when I rest and it was like my brain <laughs> relaxing <laughs> and, and my sinus is relaxing and all these like sort of maintenance things were happening because at this time in my life I was uh I was working uh I was working overnights as a security guard I was doing stand-up every single night and I would come home and then I would stream on twitch and so I was getting like on average, five hours of sleep a night, maybe less. And I was just pushing, 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 pushing my body to the limit. And it was like my body was being like, you're killing yourself. You need to relax because this is all the stuff that goes on when you're sleeping properly. And I was like, oh, shit, this is actually important. And then I had this moment of like deep self-acceptance where I was like talking to myself um, and coming to terms with who I was and where like a lot of this like self-doubt and self-hate and all these insecurities came from. And I had Mm -hmm. these like this, I I don't even, I, it's so hard to describe how it was, but it was like releasing all these insecurities, understanding where they came from, uh, releasing all this anxiety and becoming like a, at peace with myself. And I, I literally at one point, I got up and I looked in the mirror and I was looking at myself and I kept saying, I love you. And it was just something I, I didn't, I didn't think like, Oh, I should go do this. It'll be special. It was just something I got up. It was like, it was two people. 
it was like it was mm. there was me who was who was very insecure who hated themselves in a lot of ways who had tons of self-doubt who thought they were worthless and then there was a version of me talking to that person who was like you don't have to feel like this and it's wrong to feel like this and there's you're you can be a beautiful person mm -hmm. and then i like laid in bed hugging myself and it was oh. it was a and after that like i i remember ordering food sitting there and eating the food afterwards and going like like it was <laughs> i was like that was fucking crazy man that was wow. fucking crazy it was it was nuts it was nuts it sounds like you did like 10 years of therapy in like one sitting, <laughs> like one sitting by yourself. Yeah, it was, I, I, like, like I said, it, it was an experience on drugs. I didn't know you could have, it was a breakthrough personally. I didn't know you can have. And I, I since then I've done solo trips. And I think what the big difference is when you do drugs with other people or specifically psychedelics, it's extremely fun. Like, you will never laugh harder than when you do mushrooms with friends. It's so fucking good. Like you, like you'll laugh so hard that you'll just start crying and you can't move. <laughs> uh, like I, I was just in, I was in Kingston not that long ago. And uh, I go on the road and do gigs every now and again. And every time we go, I go on the road with this specific group of comics. We always do mushrooms. Um, and the last time we did it, we were like fucking laughing so hard. We're just walking around. We see a tree that's like, like huge and has no leaves. And we're like, what the fuck? Why is that tree so spooky, dude? <laughs> like, you know, if I was a casting director, I'd cast that tree a spooky tree. <laughs> and there's like, you just have these, those kind of moments and you'll die laughing and you have so much fun. But when you do mushrooms by yourself also shout out to jacob balshan that was his joke i don't want to steal his joke that. there jacob balshan, <laughs> hilarious comedian um but that yeah. is the he's the one who made the spooky tree joke jacob balshan is a really hilarious toronto comedian as well fun fact i actually got che jacob and a few other of my favorite comedians to perform at my housewarming party a few summers ago and it was so much fun the clip that you're about to hear is jacob balshan and i will also leave his information down below if you want to hear more of his jokes Pizza Pizza is just a public bathroom that happens to sell pizza in its waiting area. That's, that's all that's going on there. But when you when you do mushrooms by yourself, you don't have any of these like there's uh, at least for me there's this constant dialogue that is like is everyone having fun? Are, are, is, mm. is everyone having a good time? How are things going? And you're like kind of constantly, there's this underlying, and I don't know if anxiety is the right word, but just a, a thought process of, of the people around you. When you do mushrooms by yourself, you just go directly inside and you do, you can be mm. completely selfish in, in a very good way and just mm -hmm. kind of explore your own thoughts and explore who you are and explore all these like little things you might need to work on. Uh, and I think that's why I was able to have that kind of breakthrough. Honestly, talking about this is making me realize I got to do another solo trip again. <laughs> I'm loving that. So do you ever go into a solo trip, like knowing what you're going to target or do you just sort of go in, in like a Zen mindset and say to yourself, okay, like we're working on stuff. Let's figure out what it is. I think what, oh, the only thing I do is I cover my eyes. I, so like the, that was the, the first time I did it was I just laid in bed. I was like by myself laying in bed 
and um, I so I was like, maybe that's just the the routine that I go through. So I I'll, I'll cover my eyes so it's like reduce the outside stimulation, kind of like if you're doing like a sensory deprivation thing, mm-hmm. um, and just sort of let uh, let the room be completely dark and, and just search inside yourself. But I don't I don't really go through with any uh, specific thought process uh, of of like something I need to work on. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, the, I try to reduce the amount of outside stimulus as much as possible, because then I think you'll increase th- the chance of you sort of digging around in your mind. Mm-hmm. Just like a body awareness and like a mental awareness of yourself. That's interesting. And you mentioned that you were doing comedy every night, even before you've had these revelations. Like confidence is a huge thing with stand-up. You don't just go up on stage and, you know, bare your soul. Being funny is definitely bearing your soul and not be a confident person. So I don't know. It's just interesting to me to hear that you were doing that before you had moved past these confidence blocks. So what did that look like before shrooms? And what did that look like after shrooms, after having these revelations? Like was there a difference? I don't remember a specific difference in my stand-up before and after. There might have been, but it wasn't something I was really focusing on. Mm-hmm. My main shifts were like relationships with people and how I would like act in social situations. My anxiety being around people was like just kind of flushed away. And my like, I don't know, I guess like dating or my inner monologue was like, completely changed. I wasn't constantly kind of shitting on myself. But with stand-up, I think uh, the reason I was able to do it before uh, was uh, almost like I've I've always been a little bit, uh, I don't know if carefree is the right word. It's almost like too dumb. Like I've been too dumb to know when something should be like frightening or dangerous or <laughs> life threatening. Cause I think for a lot of people they'll see doing stand up and they'll be like, Oh, like they'll think about all the things that could go wrong. And for me, I'm just like, ah, it'll be fine. And I don't think about anything <laughs> else. That's really interesting. So like your confidence lived in that place. Yeah. Naturally. My, my confidence, I, I, but I didn't even see it as confidence. I just, I just was like, right. I, cause I wasn't challenging anything that I felt insecure about. I was just, uh, I, I was too, yeah, I was too carefree about certain things to acknowledge or even realize what the negative outcome could be. So, and also I started stand up. technically the first time I ever did stand up was when I was in the fourth grade. I, uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I did, you know, you do public speaking in school. Yeah, I, I did uh, uh, my like I wrote a speech. I would think I was yeah in grade four, and I um, I made it about my family, and I wrote just like jokes in it, and I got la- like laughs doing that, and I got to like it was good in front of the class, so I got to do it in front of the school and all that kind of stuff. That was like the catalyst for me doing stand up because then when I went to high school, there was public speaking again, and I remembered in grade four. I did this speech that was like, it was good because it was funny. So it was like, okay, I'll try to make a funny one again. And then it, it wasn't until years later that I should realize I should do stand up. Like after I left high school, because my brother started doing stand up. And I, because I, I thought you had to be like famous or something to do stand up. <laughs> so he's like, I'm doing stand up. I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, I'm just going to open mics. I was like, you can, you can do that. So I just wrote, uh, wrote jokes and then went and started doing it. But I think because I had, this because from such a young age 
I had uh, a positive response from getting in front of a group of people and and telling jokes. There, I didn't have the same blocks going into stand up. That's really interesting. Like the same way that you can have a block in your childhood, you can also have a really good experience in your childhood that you can like feed and foster and grow. And I don't think you, as you said, you didn't intentionally do that or like see it as a thing of confidence, but you did nurture it and you did continue to do stand up and put yourself out there. So it's really interesting that it can go both ways. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really happy I did. Um, and I'm sure that the, 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 the mushroom trip aided in some way. Like, I'm sure that there was a certain level of confidence and a certain, probably a certain area of things I was maybe too afraid to talk about that I did after. But I can't remember, mm. like, uh, keying in on a specific moment that that played into that. Mm, for sure. I mean, that all is very, like, subconscious and meta, I think, if you, like, really got down to it. Yeah. Maybe that's, like, a question for your next <laughs> mushroom trip if you wanted to dig into something like that. True. So... What have you done any psychedelics? No, never. I feel like my mind goes to these places naturally. Maybe that's just a cop out and a way for me to tell myself not to do it because I'm scared at, on some level. But like my mind already goes to these weird places of like introspection. So I worry that if I were to, it would just be like way too much. Oh, dude, I highly, I don't know. I, I think doing psychedelics is great. I, I've, uh, of course, I've heard of people having bad experiences, but it's important to have like a good Sherpa. The word Sherpa here that Che just used is originally a Tibetan word that roughly translates to Easterners, and it refers to a tribe in Nepal who guide people through the Himalayas on these great adventures. So I love the idea of someone guiding you on a great adventure, being referred to someone who is your essentially chaperone while you're doing a psychedelic. Like anyone who's who's listening to this who's never done psychedelics before and is potentially interested in it, uh, you for sure have a friend who has. The, you definitely have a buddy who kn totally. knows how to do drugs and that person can kind of show you there's a i have like uh, at least four or five buddies who haven't done who didn't do mushrooms before and i did mushrooms with them for the first time and it's a the like key things are your dosage if you're worried about the introspective thing i would probably stick to like two grams three grams is kind of like mm -hmm. when you do three grams you're you get into it yeah, you're like, you You might get a little bit of visuals. That's when you're going to laugh really hard. That's when you're really like, you can have some of those thoughtful moments. When I got, when I had my sort of breakthrough thing, I that was closer to like six grams, which is, a, I don't recommend that for your first time. <laughs> wow. I'm also a very small person, so I feel like that would affect me very differently. Oh, yes, you are a small person. So I think two two is a good gateway. Um, be around people that you enjoy being around, that you're comfortable around, and be in an environment where you can change the setting easily. Like you can easily change the music. You can easily change what you're watching. You can easily go outside mm -hmm. or stay inside or like if you like – like I really like doing mushrooms in a city. Like a lot of people, and a lot of people are are, are uh, all about nature. And I think doing mm -hmm. obviously doing mushrooms in nature is bomb. It's 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 amazing. You can just walk around because just walking and looking at trees and stuff while you're tripping out and hanging out with your friends and talking is a great time. Mm -hmm. The doing mushrooms in a city is is 
is incredible because you can experience so many different things. You can like go walk down the street and it's sunny out and there's a bunch of people walking around Then you can go in a store. You can go watch a movie if you want. You can do whatever you want. There's all these different stimulus things. And also the city is, is the place where I think I feel the most comfortable. Like if it, mm. at any moment I can get in a cab and I can travel across town or I can go into a restaurant or I can go home or I can buy something. Like if I'm sometimes if you're out in the country, you're like, if I, want to get out of here i cannot unless i drive somewhere i've it's interesting that like a lot of people want to do things in nature whereas i feel like you are more so interested in like the relationship and connection aspect of of the mushroom trip oh for sure. like whether it's with other people or yourself for sure for sure that is like who you're with is going to play an, a massive part on uh, whether or not you have a good time. One of the best mushroom trips I ever had was with one of my best buddies, Matt. We had like a dude date where we like spent the day just kind of like, we each had like, I think three or four grams of mushrooms and we just sort of munched Mm. on them throughout the day. And we started at the aquarium and we just walked around the aquarium. And honestly, that was the worst part of the day. Well, because there was there was kids everywhere. Kids just screaming. Oh. We didn't realize it's like the summertime. It's a weekend. Like, it, of course, the aquarium is going to be packed with loud kids. Yeah. So kids <laughs> are screaming, running around. Uh, the best part, though, was looking at jellyfish. Looking at jellyfish on mushrooms is, <laughs> is a killer time. Well, either like, and uh, although I'm not like, I don't think I'll ever go to an aquarium or a zoo or anything like that again. Not a supporter of those things now. Um, mm. But the at the, uh, I think it's the Ripley's Aquarium, they have these lights that they like shoot under the jellyfish and they oh, yeah. make all these, they look trippy, man. They are trippy sober, so I, <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. So we did the aquarium and then we bounced from the aquarium. We went to this place called the Rec Room, which is like a giant arcade. And we just like mm-hmm. were playing Mario Kart where you could like you're sitting in the seat like a driver seat sort of thing of the yeah, wheel. Yeah, yeah. We're whipping around a Mario Kart. We played like three or four in a row. And we looked behind us and there's a huge line of people waiting. <laughs> 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 Two, like, 20, I don't know, 25-year-old dudes, like, high on mushrooms playing Mario Kart for too long. Oh, and we're like, oh, shit. And so we bounce out of there. We played, like, a couple other games and stuff. And when we were, oh, I forgot to say, when we were looking at the jellyfish, there was this old dude who was staring at the jellyfish. And we came up with this whole dialogue about how he was a jellyfish who escaped from the tank and was now, like <laughs> trying to find a way for his buddies to get out. Um, and we just had like such a good day. But the, the, the jellyfish thing happened at like the start of the day. And then there was like way later, we're still high mushrooms, we're crossing the street. And I'm so high, I'm like gazing off into the distance. Um, and I, we almost, I almost walk into this old dude and my buddy Matt goes, excuse me, jellyfish. <laughs> and I don't know if I've ever laughed that hard in my life. We probably like looked insane because I had to kneel on the sidewalk. We're on Spadina in Toronto, which is one of the busy streets. It's summertime. We were walking up and down the street like crazy. I'm kneeling, laughing. Matt's laughing. We're too grown men laughing so hard you can't move i thought i was going to piss myself i love that and like that's the beauty of of being with like the right people when you're on psychedelics and like having a good time and that's like you'll have you'll have really really good experiences i love that 
So your tips are be with good people, wash them down with orange juice, yes. was it? Yeah, orange juice. You do use orange juice, be with good people, and be in a setting you can change. And if it's your first time, do it with people who um, who have done it before, and they'll be a good guidance for you. Do you have any other tips for anyone who would be interested in using shrooms? Oh, shrooms, um, definitely like manage your dose. Like I was saying before, like don't go too mm-hmm. hard, too fast. It's not like, it, it's it's like any sort of edible drug. Like if we're talking cannabis, if we're talking acid, any of these things, if you take too big a dose, and I think it's something you learn as you get older, like as a kid, they're, uh, you're not really taught how to consume any sort of drug. You're not taught how to consume coffee or alcohol or cigarettes mm-hmm. or anything. Like it, it, it's kind of like, oh, it's illegal until it's legal. And then once it's legal, go nuts. And you're like, oh, for sure. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you, you get it. I definitely, I think every, not everyone, but the vast majority of people go through a stage of over consuming things because they have this idea that Fun is related to a large consumption of whatever thing it is, whether it's booze or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, you kind of learn that it's like not at all. I don't want to be too high. I don't want to be too drunk. I I, I just kind of want to enjoy myself tonight. So stick to like a a, a fun dose. Uh, and like as, don't be afraid of acid. Some people have this like preconception that acid is like super intense. There's this wild thing. Like I said at the beginning, like. I, if you gave me acid or mushrooms, I couldn't tell the difference. The only big difference is the length. Like if you're mm-hmm. partaking in psychedelics and you want to do acid, just make sure that you've like blocked off a day because your minimum. <laughs> like a whole day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A whole day. Cause minimum you're going to be high for six hours. And like, if you take a whole tab and it's good acid, you could be high for like 12 hours. And when you're high on these psychedelics, it's very hard to fall asleep if while you're high. Um, so mm-hmm. you usually want to take them like mushrooms, uh, acid, all these things. They're daytime drugs. They're like, most of the time when I do mushrooms or acid, you're doing them at like 11 PM or 11 AM. Like you're, you're a responsible mushroom user. You get up, the sun's out, you meet up <laughs> early with your friends and you're like, it's 11 AM. Let's do our mushrooms guys. <laughs> the way to do it as a responsible adult yes yeah yeah i don't i don't think i would ever i don't think i ever have in psychedelics like i don't know past like two um because it is going to be a long term even mushrooms you're looking at like a a a long-term commitment it's going to stick with you for at least four three to four hours i would say uh and it, Mm -hmm. it should be great but i i can't imagine that if you're like exhausted and you want to fall asleep and your psychedelic drug is keeping you up, uh, that's going to put you in a negative mental state. And then also sleep exhaustion will can trigger like hallucinations. So Mm. if you're stacking that on top of a psychedelic that's keeping you awake, like, and now you're in a, a, like a bad mental state, uh, you're probably going to have a pretty bad time. All really interesting things to think about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, don't do that. (laughs) If I do it, don't do that. Yeah, don't do not do that. Well, I love that you've worked on all of these relationship things. To me, that's what comedy is. It's like an innate understanding of other people and... There's a reason that they like it's cliche, but they say the shortest different distance between two people is laughter to do shrooms, to feel so connected to other people in a way that you're like dying of laughter on Spadina on your knees, I think is just the most incredible 
thing to think like it's so incredible to think that your empathy has gone so far that you can get to that level and i think i'm not sure if you're aware of it but i've been watching you do comedy for the last few years i probably haven't seen you before you done shrooms but you're definitely one of my favorite comedians in the city and i think that takes an incredible amount of compassion to be able to understand what it takes to make other people laugh and i'm glad that you're working on yourself and that you've been able to get past these confidence blocks because you are an incredible light and yeah that's very nice of you my god that's so fucking nice holy shit shit, mara thank you you're so welcome it's so well deserved if you haven't already seen che you must and if they want to find you they can find you on instagram whether it's to follow comedy or probably shoot your dms about shrooms or whatever it is so if they want to find you where can they find you oh yeah i'm I'm, uh uh, arena on everything on um instagram twitter uh tiktok my tiktok is actually kind of blown up i'm kind of big on tiktok Um, you're kind of a big deal kind of a big deal on tiktok but yeah i'm that on everything if you want to watch some other content that i make uh me and cameron phoenix we got a youtube channel where we play games it's basically just two dumbasses talking shit while they play video games and it's called little dinky news i love it Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Che. I certainly learned a lot. I'm glad that you had a good time, Mar. And I hope that um, by the next time we talk, you've done some sort of psychedelic. (laughs) No pressure. No pressure at all. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much, Che. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you so much for joining me today and for showing up for yourself. I want to know what resonated with you. Let me know what shifted and let me know what made you giggle by leaving me a review on iTunes. You can also follow me on Instagram at shifts and giggles with Mar so we can follow along on each other's journeys. I am sending each and every one of you so much love. I hope you feel it, take that energy and shift it into something beautiful for yourself. I will see you on the next episode.